cliffcentral.com. You're listening to The Bounce Show with Byron Karpinski. I'm Hugh Bladen, and it's on clivecentral.com. Um, it's Cliff Central, Blades, and it's Ben Karpinski. Why didn't you tell me? Ben Karpinski on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to it. Your Monday morning sports show that's also your show any other day of the week. She don't believe in shooting stars. That's of course we are a podcast as well as a live show to live listeners. Hello, good morning. If you want to be in part of the show today, tweet me at follow the bounce on Twitter. Um, yeah, so much to get through this weekend because football was all over the place. And when I say all over the place, I'm of course talking about pirates. What an absolute mess that was. But it was a mess in the score sheet, a mess in the playing field. We'll get into that. There was quite a bit of cricket as well. There was lots of rugby. Rugby, of course, being Six Nations. Super Rugby's coming up, though. So we've got a great interview today with James Hutchison from Superbrew. Such a good music video, this. Of course, it's Kanye West back when he was talented and untainted. Flashing lights feet dwelle. Yeah, so James Hutchison, he's our interview today in the second half of the show. So Superbrew is coming. Well, Superbrew is obviously always been around, but Super Rugby is coming closer. And uh, with that, you can play in the Bounce Superbrew pool, where you can win cool prizes and, of course, be able to brag to all your friends how much you know about rugby. So let's get it on. Let's get it on for, t- for today. Uh, of course, there's golf as well, but let's get through the headlines and I'll try catch you up on all of it before we cross over to James. Uh, where should we start? I don't want to start with the football because it actually made me kind of angry over the weekend. In a week where here in South Africa the Sonar um, debacle, I'm just so tired of referring to something and then using the word debacle afterwards. But that's the only way you can actually describe a lot of things happening. Uh, so yeah, there was violence at Sonar. You know, politicians fighting with each other, then security pulling them around, and then, well, you know, we saw similar scenes here at Loftus Festival of the weekend. So we all know that Sundowns are the best South African team, right? Patrice Motsepe's got lots of money. He knows what to do with it. They've become a very successful team, and they're, of course, currently the African champions. So when you throw down against them in the PSL, there's a good chance they're going to beat you, right? They're a, good, they're a very, really good side. But uh, to lose 6-0... That's pretty much as bad as against the Pirates. Uh, it, it's what's worse than losing 6-1 to Supersport United. That was the last time we saw the number 6 against them. Uh, back then, Winston Ertigal, he decided, well, this is cuck. Um, this team is useless, so I'm out of here. Uh, I resign. I quit. I'm no longer the Pirates manager. Uh, since then, Irvin Causa, who owns uh, Pirates, he owns the PSL, he basically owns SA Football, he um, can't quite work this out, actually. Now, if you go onto to com right now, 
uh, on Ben's sport is a sub feature. So basically every morning on the Gareth Cliff show, I do a five to 10 minute sport feature. We interviewed Neil Collins, the very controversial Neil Collins, but he's, you know, he's always got something to say you can take uh, insights from. And he was saying that, so Winston Ertigal wasn't replaced with a permanent coach, right? It was a caretaker manager that sort of came in. And then there was a long break for AFCON, and still through that time, they couldn't get a replacement. It's just very strange. So um, that's one side of this whole Pirates thing, okay? So they lost 6-0. Their team team selection was all over the place. They, they had a new back four. They had a couple of guys making debuts. The team was out of sync, and you just can't go into a game against Sundowns like that. The Sundowns, well, everything they did just basically worked out, and 6-0 it was in the end. But basically, as that sixth goal went in, this is where it started to get really, really ugly. And um, as always, I'll post all these clips on, on my blog post after this. But it's just such a terrible thing to see. So six goals. Then the Pirates fans decided, well, let's just invade the field. Let's just just, just vandalize stuff, break shit. You know, like the camera equipment that was broadcast in this match was compromised. So, absolute, absolute disaster here. And... Um, you know, one thing that can be said about FIFA, I know this probably isn't the greatest parallel to go into here, but they run a tight ship, right? So the security for games, it's on point. They know exactly what they're doing. Here, you don't know who the security guards are and who just the rowdy masses are. These guys aren't holding any control whatsoever. So you've got to beg the question, who's in charge of the things here? I mean, the security company, these guys must be held accountable here. They're meant to secure, keep things safe for both fans and players and also not let this game just fall into complete disarray which is what's happened here. Eventually, a riot police van has to come onto the field. I mean, that is a horrible sight, there is one. And uh, according to reports, one man actually lost his life. A, a fan died through all of this th- th- this match. Um, just gruesome, terrible scenes and so unnecessary. But of course, this isn't the first time that pirates have been involved in skirmishes like this and pitch invasions. But... Again, who's going to be accountable? Irvin Causa owns the league. He owns this team. Do you think these guys are going to get hugely punished? I mean, what, what, <coughs> sorry, like, what's going to happen from here? Who's being held accountable? It's a very significant problem. This Everyone just creates shit, and then it's like, oh, well, we'll get over it. So there's a press conference being held, I think, basically, as I, as I do the show live. Um, you know, lots for Pirates to discuss. Is there going to be a new manager? Is there going to be a fine here? What is the way forward? Because this can't happen anymore. It really can't happen anymore. It's just disastrous. Terrible ever for the local game. I mean, just imagine being a fan here and you've taken a child with you or, you know, you've taken your kids or taken your girlfriend or wife and this is the kind of stuff you've got to see. It's just, it's absolutely disastrous. So, yeah, try to just track you things on the sporting field. Uh, 6-0, so big result there for Sundance. Now, as you know, because of the African... Um, responsibilities they they're quite far behind on the log but they're definitely making making headway now they've played 11 games they're up to fifth they're on 25 points cape town city they beat is cape town over the weekend so they're on top there they've got 31 points uh kaiser chiefs also had a win over the weekend so they've come back pretty strong after the afcon break they're on 30 points super sport united they've played two games less so they're on 28 points and then vitz they've played three games less on 28 points so in the grand scheme of things, this top five is pretty much all level pegging if you think of the games in hand. So, yeah, let's have this incident-free from here on, and these teams can actually just play out, and we can watch football. That's what we're after. We're after the game. Bloody skirmishes and violence. It's just just sickening. Ah, jeepers. Did actually really fluster me that, huh? Yeah, I just hate seeing it. So it's, you know, sport's better than this. That's the whole thing. It's that life is so fucked up day to day, but sport is at least that thing that's going to be you know, our go-to.
in uh, other apps of premiership action. Uh, like I said, Ajax uh, lost to Cape Town City. Uh, Golden Arrows had a good win over Bloom Celtic. Super Sport United 5 no, sorry, wrong one. Um, yeah, let's move on, right? Let's just actually move on. On to the Premier League. So a great weekend there because Chelsea slipped up. I'm not saying because I'm anti-Chelsea. I'm saying it because it'd be nice to know there is still a title race here. I don't think there is. But uh, Chelsea, they drew to Burnley. So Burnley, um, 12th place, lowly Burnley, frustrating the top top flight team here. So that was um, a draw that I, I sure as hell didn't expect. But Liverpool they were pretty strong. They beat Tottenham 2-0. So now they're in fourth place. They are 11 points behind Chelsea. Uh, Spurs hang on to second there. They're 10 points behind Chelsea, along with Arsenal, uh, just above them on a goal difference. But now Man City uh, have a chance to go to second. They played Bournemouth tonight, Monday the 13th of Feb. So it's still very much a top six race. Man United winning again. But again, it's, you know, 10 points. 10 points is maybe if Chelsea can somehow lose three times between now and the end of the season and someone else just plays marvelously, well, it could happen. On the other side of the scale, well, Leicester, they lost again. They lost Swansea, so still no um, no league uh, victory in 2017 for them. And uh, it just goes from bad to worse for these guys. The so Swansea, they were down and dusted a couple of months ago. They're really looking terrible. But they put some wins together. Now I've got seven of them, and they're in 15th position. So they're away from the drop zone. They are uh, four points clear of it. Leicester, though, they're just one point clear of the drop zone right now. So oh, that is just disastrous. Absolutely, absolutely horrible. Like I said last week, you know, non, not since the 1930s has a team won the league and then been relegated the very next season. I really hope that that doesn't come into play again. Um, other football just to look into before we get into other sports. This week, of course, the Champions League comes back. So Tuesday, Wednesday of this week and next, we've got all the big teams left in Europe. And uh, I say all the big teams. Leicester's still amongst that. So they're playing against Sevilla. That will be in Spain. Um, it's such a shame because you think that they... They were never going to win the league, but they had a chance to do something in the Champions League. Um, so there they are, but not for much longer. Right, on to crickets. Uh, with no surprise, South Africa did the, well, five in a row against Sri Lanka. Uh, the Sri Lankans decided to be really kind to the supporting fans there and uh, decided to bowl first so they can watch all their star batsmen bat. And bat they did. They scored three, 380 plus. Quinton Lecoq, yet another 100. What an incredible record this guy setting for himself. <coughs> Sorry, as you can see, I'm still not, still not better. Um, but Charles Hashim Amla, another 100 for him. And uh, again, just those two guys, the most dynamic bat- opening batting duo, when you think of it. Amla is now, there's there's no one with a better um, ODI century scoring rate. I mean, he's, you name it, he's right at the top there. And uh, same with Quinton Lecoq, for the amount of games he's played, there's just no, there's no parallels with these two players right now. Everyone to here, he did the usual and took some wickets, and he is now the ODI number one bowler in the world. So great, great deserves. Uh, it's totally deserved that for Emirate to here. It's just been a tireless talent for SA the last few years, very much the twilight of his career, but just the guy just keeps putting performance after performance into that. Uh, just on the, the rankings currently, Dukok is in fifth, and uh, Hashim Amla is in sixth. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's not much more about the cricket. Sri Lanka batted bloody well. One of their guys got a century, but ugh, they're always going to lose. So 5-0, so that goes with a 2-1 T20 success. That was the, the shining light for them there. And uh test match, well, we all know that was a whitewash. So from here, the Proteus go down to New Zealand. So next week I'll be doing a big preview of that, and we'll also be talking to a New Zealand cricket person. Yes, they do exist. They're very much in the shadows of rugby, of course, but they do exist. On to rugby and Six Nations. Well, Eddie Jones, another win. 
But for great, uh, vast majority of that match, you were thinking Wales have got this. They really do. But just that's what good teams do. They put other teams under pressure, and even when they're not playing too well, well, surprise, surprise, they get the win. So that is now 16 on the trots. They need three more, and the world record is theirs. So the next three teams are Scotland, Italy, and Ireland. Um, I saw a very good tweet over the weekend. I can't remember who it was now, but people are saying that, you know, you can't take England's, um, <coughs> sorry, you can't take England's, um, results too seriously because they play against lesser teams. But then the point was that New Zealand played the Springbox twice a year. So, you know, it all balances out. Yeah, just look at the results quickly from that. Um, Ireland, they absolutely hammered Italy. Uh, you know, whenever you see a team getting ha- a team smashing Italy, it always makes us Bok fans feel a little bit more squeamish, seeing as they did win uh, against them last year. So, th- 63-10, uh, Ireland versus Italy. Wales, 16-21, they went down to England. And then Scotland, after a plucky win last week against Ireland, they were expecting big things, but France at home stood firm, and 22-16 was the end result there. Um, one of the other stories that I want to get to in a bit before we, uh, just after the golf, uh, Carlos Semenya, must not forget that. So, I have Africa PGA Championship over the weekend was, like, it's one of the big SA events. And, uh, what an incredible outcome it was. So, um, Dean Momister, he was playing so well. He really was. He was always there, thereabouts, took a nice lead into the fourth round. The guy in fantastic form, narrowly missed out on this event last year on the 18th hole. But this year you thought he was going to go through and do it. But, he had a terrible front nine on the Sunday, and uh, he ended up making, well, he made an eagle in 17, and he needed to make a putt right on the death to force a playoff with um, Eric van Rooyen, Maketa Maziboko, and Dylan Fratelli. Unfortunately, it slid by, so it was those three players, Eric van Rooyen, who was also great, fantastic Sunday, and then Fratelli and Maziboko also, great 68s in the final round. Onto the final playoff hole, and van Rooyen, cheapest, what a finish. He stuck it literally to about six inches. Uh, which is, you know, for the 7-9, you deserve to win from there. But Maketa Mazibuko was the story. Now, just Google this guy, Maketa Mazibuko. You didn't often hear um, many rags to riches stories, I suppose, coming from the golfing world. And this this guy, wow, I mean, he grew up in a hut next to a field where him and his friends used to go hit golf balls. And uh, he's been through a couple of academies and foundations. He's only ever had one top 10 finish in a Sunshine Tour event prior to this. So he came so close. All he needed to do was par the 18th. Unfortunately, he made a bogey, which put him into the playoff. But he's 29 years old, and I really hope for more things from this guy. Same with Dylan Fratelli. We know he's going to be a shining star going forward. He had a great um, youth career. But you go there, Maketa. What a great story that was. Of course, Eric Van Rooyen, well done. And then in Pebble Beach Pro-Am, Jordan Spieth won that one, uh, 19. And it's a bit of a tough event to watch because... The most beautiful course, Pebble Beach, scenery-wise. But then you got these celebs trying to act up for the camera, and it gets a bit tedious. But Jordan Spieth winning that one there. Big, big warning sign to the rest of the golfing world going ahead to the Masters, an event where that guy has just been so prolific. So that was your rugby. That was your football, your crickets. Um, the Knights, sorry, I missed the story. The Knights won the Sunfall Series. They managed to edge out the Titans because um, it's that four-day tournament which nobody watches. So basically... Uh, there's various points and there's a very strange and interesting structure around how you win your points and the Knights, well, they had the best bowling attack throughout the season and uh, much deserving for their win there. Which leads us to our final story before we get into our interview. Um, you know the Russians are very dodgy, right? They're always taking drugs, um, talking sport-wise, of course, and um, there's been a massive crackdown in the last few years. So 
it's hard to say when was the dodgiest time for drug taking in sports. Some people will say it's the 80s. Some people will say, well, there was never a dodgy time. It's always been a dodgy time. So 2020, sorry, 2012 London Olympics and that time around there seems to be a time where people really were taking quite a few drugs. And a lot of the samples are now coming to light as being for falling foul of the rules. So one such person was Safinova Verisova. Sorry, Verna Sova. Now, she was the lady who beat Carlos Semenya in the 2012 Olympics, 800 meters. And she also did the exact same in the 2011 World Championships in Daegu. So, her, her samples have come back uh, and she's guilty. She's guilty of, of, of doping. So, now, Costa is not only just an Olympic medalist. She's a double Olympic gold medalist now, as of right now. I know it's not how you want to win your medals. You want to stand on the podium. You want to hear your national anthem. And you want to come home to, you know, obviously an adoring mass. But, yeah, if Costa ran behind someone who cheated, uh, that makes her the winner. Fair and square. So that's another gold medal. And it'll be interesting to see if that's, if that's more, more money from Minister Fakita Baluda's Father Christmas Fund. Really, really great to see. So good on you, Costa. That's another great thing to add to your career. And hopefully then you can keep carrying on. So you have three gold medals by the time we get to the next one. Um, you know, for reals. So I think that's pretty much um, all we've got time for in the headlines. Before we get to James, though, there was an interesting thing that happened on Arsenal Fan TV recently. They were challenged. Now, as we all know, Arsenal Fan TV is quite simple. Guys get, get all riled up. They watch the game. They then have a huge rant. Gary um, Neville, however, said this about them. He was very, very scathing about these guys. Crap, wrong button. Was and he was currently above Manchester City, above Liverpool, above Manchester United, that have spent nearly 150, 200 million quid between them. We'd be saying he's doing a great job. And I've thought about this a lot in the last 24 hours because I called a fan an idiot yesterday. And I stand by it because I think that when you bring a banner into the game before the match and against somebody who's achieving what he's achieving, at the start of the season... Forget Arsene Wenger's the manager, and Arsenal are there. And you could argue the problem. Okay, you can watch the full interview on the Bounce of Seattle today after the show, but essentially he called a fan an idiot. He's referring to the Arsenal fans. He goes on about the fact that these guys, he watched them after the game. It's an embarrassment watching them all be so negative. So this is the challenge, and this is the next step in this whole thing. This is uh, Robbie, of course, from Arsenal Fan TV. Arsenal Fan TV, now listen, I've got a little bit of an announcement to make. Now, we all know the controversy that's been going around... Um, regarding Arsenal Fan TV and what Gary Neville said the other day about Arsenal Fan TV on Sky, which I personally wasn't too happy with. Now, Gary Neville, to his credit, he said that he'd come on Arsenal Fan TV and explain himself. Well, you know what? It's going to happen. Gary Neville is coming on Arsenal Fan TV and he's going to explain himself to me and some fans. We're going to be going down there to the Sky studio to confront him, to hear what he's really got to say about the Arsenal fans. So look out for it. It's coming soon here on Arsenal Fan TV. Us from Arsenal Fan TV going head-to-head with Gary Neville. All right, Robbie. All right. Let's not show about it too much. So good on you, Gazza. Money where your mouth is. But essentially, this is the whole crux of it. Gary Neville is saying, look, it could be a lot worse for Arsenal. And everyone else is saying, yes, we want a chance of at least winning. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting debate. And, of course, you'll have it right here on The Bound Show next week. So that brings up to our interview with uh, with James Hutchison from Superbrew. As I said, go on to Superbrew, join The Bounce Pool. 
The prizes have been uh, announced. There's some really great prizes from Puma. We've got uh, signed Bulls jerseys, home and away. And then two of the biggest rising stars in the back line, Ruan Combrink and Jesse Creel, have also signed the latest pair of Puma rugby boots. All could be your prize. So let's get into the interview with James Hutchison. Right, so Super Rugby is almost with us. I've been counting it down for quite a few weeks now, as you've noticed. Uh, since the start of the year, I've been mentioning it. And I've also been mentioning the fact that this year we are playing Super Brew again. Now, Super Brew for me was something I did a whole bunch of, but, you know, being... What's the word? I've got, like, attention deficit disorder. That's a phrase, not a word. Um, so I'm always trying different things. I was then trying actual gambling. I was trying office pools. I was doing a whole bunch of things. And I kind of swayed away from Super Brew for a little bit. But I remember back when I actually had a job. Yep, a long time ago, I actually had a job. I had a boss, all those kind of things, before I got into radio and blogging. And um, we played Super Brew, and it was so fun. It really was, because you could have an office setting where there was great banter, and people who you wouldn't ordinarily talk to, suddenly you're chatting on a week-to-week basis, all because you're making these picks on Super Brew. So I thought... Um, as we are getting so much closer to Superbrew, and as you know, there is the pool, um, the bounce pool on Superbrew, I've got James Hutchison with me, and James is from Superbrew itself, over in London. James, you with us? Hello. Okay, that's a good start. Right, okay. So, <laughs> James is with us. This is technology working for us. James, now, Superbrew has been something that's been around for, well, quite some time, really. For as long as I've really cared about sports, Superbrew has been kind of like... I suppose part of the part of the framework of it all, you know, people want to have this opinion that they've that they're really smart and they really can call things. And Superbrew was like that great leveler. Is that kind of how you guys yeah. started thinking you want to formalize what guys think they know what they're talking about with? Yeah, absolutely. So the 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 whole kind of essence of Super is a simple thing, but it's it's kind of trying to distill the conversation around sports and frame that conversation. So. You know, you'll, you'll be at a bride and you say, well, you know, it's the bulls against the lions. Really, the whole conversation is about which team's better and by how much better are they? Um, and I'll think the bulls are better. You might think the lions are better. Um, and that's, that's super brew basically. Um, cause, but, and you're right. It has been around for a while. Um, so it started. Not many people know this, but I've told the story quite a few times. Um, <laughs> It started uh, back in 2003 with um, a bunch of South African guys in a house in Earlsfield in London, uh, making Super 12 predictions, as it was then. Uh, on the, the good old days of strength of spits uh, versus strength rugby. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get on to that. But um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, the, the Super 12 glory days, uh, making picks on a sheet of paper on a fridge. And uh, they took it in turns to collate everyone's picks. Um, at the end of the season, they added up all the scores, and the winner was Craig, who won a squash racket. Nice. Um, and there were six or seven guys playing. Um, and then the following year, they moved into different uh, different houses, and Andy, who's the general, uh, he said, well, I'm a bit of a geek, so I made a website out of it, and, um, and we can carry on playing. And we invited some mates back at the University of Cape Town, and it grew from there through mates of mates of mates and we now have nearly coming up to 1.2 million people that have played super brew that's incredible. Um, yeah and, and just the way that we've grown in that sort of word of mouth and that the kind of inherently social nature of sport and following sport with your friends means that you want to enjoy it together so I'll invite you to a pool. Uh, you'll be cynical at first, but then you'll sign up, um, and then you'll enjoy it. And then the following season, you'll come back and you'll think, "Oh, I'm going to set up a pool for 
uh, my office, and we'll all we'll all enjoy it that way. But I, 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 I guess the, I guess the timing of all this is also quite crucial in that we went from a stage where things were. I mean, you said now nah, we used to write things as a piece piece of paper on a fridge. Nowadays, we don't write about anything. So I suppose it was quite yeah. nice that the timing was they got to the stage where we were just sharing everything on social media. We were starting to share things online. As far as growth was concerned, um, you know, was it like a decent, was it a slow start and then it sort of spiked or has it been quite gradual through the years? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's been pretty gradual um, with kind of spikes around key tournaments. So uh, for, for Super Rugby, as always, we get a big influx of new people every year. Um, and then for things like Rugby World Cups and Football World Cups, uh, we'll get 20,000 people joining the day of a Football World Cup, for instance. Right. Um, so it, 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 it really depends on what the sporting kind of calendar throws up that year. Um, but Super Rugby has always been our biggest tournament. Um, so we, we've had for the last two or three years, we've had about 200,000 people just playing super rugby. Um, so it, it, and the competition used to be perfect for, uh, for super brew where you would have six or seven picks to make each week. Uh, it'll be, you know, the season was kind of done and dusted in three months every week, uh, make your picks, get into a rhythm and then you crown a winner in May or June, whatever. Um, Unfortunately, the administrators have uh, shaken things up a bit, yeah. um, which is not necessarily ideal. And the June window always takes the steam out of everyone. And uh, we have to kind of work hard to remind people to come back after that. Um, but but I think this year it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Well, um, I guess it's just the hardest thing for all rugby fans. It's like just, you know, the, back in the Super 12 days, and not because people are just nostalgic, which I think is uh, a bit of a tough thing to kind of deal with anyway. But the, the level has kind of dropped off. And with more teams, it's just it's getting people to kind of concentrate on stuff. You know, we've got that. We've, yeah. got, so, we've got so many distractions. There's so much sport going on. I mean, if you just yeah. look, if you just look at this year, you know, you think about what's happening in cricket. You think about what's happening in football. Uh, you think about what's happening in the different hemispheres of rugby. I mean, Northern Hemisphere rugby now has become a big thing for South African people to watch because some people believe it's better. It's more strength versus strength. So the distractions are all there. How do you guys sort of strategically as, as Superbrew look at this and go, right, this season we need to make some changes because it's a pretty simple format. That's what draws you in. But like, what more could you possibly do going forward each season? And what are your thoughts as far as how you evolve the brand of Superbrew? Yeah. Well, we, uh, so we kind of, I think it was 2014. We, um, we had this big growth phase. We started working with Super Sports where they were, uh, promoting our games on, alongside their TV coverage, particularly football, and that was kind of driving big growth. And um, we uh, we sort of chucked up more and more tournaments. So we were thinking, let's cover let's cover the PSL, or, uh, let's cover the Aussie rules, let's do NFL, and we were adding more and more stuff. And people were loving it because they were it was kind of peak super. Everyone's excited. This sure. is a great way to follow sport. Makes everything more exciting. I can get interested in the uh, you know rugby league in Australia. Because I'm playing Super so it was becoming the channel through which were people through which people were finding out about new sports and kind of consuming new sports. But then it, got, it kind of got too much. It kind of got too much. Yeah. There were too many picks to make, and I think people got sort of pick exhaustion. And uh, so we we want to kind of strip it back, and we we just want you to play tournaments that you're interested in, um, and that you're going to sign up and play for the whole season rather than sign up and then too much and then get fed up with it. Um, so we've kind of as part of that we've introduced um 
rolling out a new website design, which is very exciting. And the whole kind of essence of that is stripping things back. So we've been adding stuff over the last few years, adding more and more features and all of it's cool. Uh, but there was, it, you know, it just kind of got a bit cluttered and, and, um, the navigation was a bit tricky at some, you know, if you weren't used to it. Um, so we stripped it back to what you need to do, which is make your picks and see your, what your pool mates have picked. Um, and then live scores as the games are in, they're happening. Um, and you can see your results straight away. Um, so that I think is going to be a, a, a kind of game changer this, this season. Um, and obviously, you know, you question about how much sport there is. There's loads of sport. There's always going to be loads of sport. Um, but we want you to, you know, play what you're interested in and make Super Rugby exciting again. So, um, because I think Super Rugby, you know, the, the the format is crazy. Nobody really understands it. You can, you know, you can figure it out on paper, but you can't keep it in your head when you're thinking, okay, well, the Bulls are playing this week, and I know they've got to play so and so and so and so. Um, and so, you know, how you just got to kind of go with it and uh, see how it ends up on the log and um you know end of july um but but superbrew will help you follow it because you've seen the fixtures every week it will help you understand it and it will make it more exciting well, there's no other way to make the rebels versus the force exciting <laughs> well that's what i'm just thinking now you know another reason why i want to get back into superbrew and i have made this very clear on my blog is that it's quite a long and drawn out tournament. It's quite tough, but at least here it's being formalized as, you know, exactly when the fixtures are. You've now got a vested yeah. interest because you've made a call about something. And, yeah. uh, like you always want to see a return, you know, you want to have like the, oh, if it was I right, was I wrong? But just for your, for your average sort of, uh, super brew guy, maybe hasn't, um, played before or he played once or twice and then kind of, you know, got distracted. What other kind of incentives do we have just to kind of try and get the more skeptical or the more cynical of rugby fans coming back this season? Uh, yeah, so we, that's, that's kind of part of our, um, relaunch. We want people to come and play again and get excited about it again. Um, and hopefully people will come back to check out the new stuff. And a lot of the, the kind of recruitment is done by pool captains saying, come on, come and play with me and play in, in my office pool. Um, so hopefully that'll, that'll continue. Uh, but we've also got, so Super Rugby, we always have loads of prizes. Right. Uh, because it's the biggest tournament we do. Um, we have a number of sponsors. Uh, including Vodacom as the title sponsor, Supersport as the host broadcaster, um, various others that run pools and give out weekly prizes. Um, but then we've something we've been sort of experimenting with in football, and we did for NFL this season, is uh, cash prizes every week. Nice. Um, so kind of, obviously it's all going to be, it's all still free to play. Yeah. Um, but each week, uh, if you make some good picks, you can win some cash. Okay, so I've just signed up, so to speak, because I'm almost learning things here, but I'm trying not to yeah. make out like I know nothing. So I've just signed up, okay? Now, as a player, how many groups can you play in? Is there a limit to this? Uh, yeah, so it used to be three. Okay. Uh, then we made it five, then we made it seven, and this year we're making it ten. Uh, people always want to play more, and we have all these great prize pools, and we want people to play in the well, prize exactly, pools. Exactly, yeah. So if, if you've got a chance, so now it's like buying lotto tickets, but now you've got a lot more. So... Ten pools, right? Now you just mentioned yep. cash prize, that kind of stuff. What are these pools that people must be looking out for? Because I mean, if I've got if I've got a chance of playing my pool, or the bounce pool, and then nine others, I want to make sure that um, if I'm getting good you're picks, in, the other nine are going to really you know, help me out. You're in the best ones. Yeah. So number one, the bounce pool. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, that's where the bounce is going to be the best. That's where the uh, it's got some cool prizes. Yep. Um, and you know, we all want to beat you. 
Yeah, that's another thing. Like I'm putting a lot of reputation on the line here. <laughs> um, so there are, I mentioned Vodacom and I mentioned Supersport. Um, so if you're in South Africa, we are automatically going to add you to those pools because we know you don't want to miss out. Um, so there'll be prizes there. There'll be experts making their picks that you can go up against. Um, and, uh, you know, that you, you don't want to miss out on those ones. All right. Um, Growth Point, um, is sponsored Kings Park and they have run pools over the last few years and they are, uh, definitely a one to, one to join. Um, so make sure you know those. And this year they are offering one rand as a prize for every player that joins that pool. That's so amazing. you need to recruit your mates, get your mates involved. The more people that you can beat in that pool, the more money you will win. That's superb. I'm, I'm literally, I'm typing these things in. Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm already, okay. Okay, cool. So I've got those two automatic and our growth point as well. Any other ones we should look out for? Um, yeah. So if you're, uh, if you like a bet, um, some people do, not everyone does, but you can opt in to join the Bet Coza Mega Pool, which, uh, will be going live on, uh, Monday, Tuesday next week. Um, and the, um, that's going to be quite a cool one with kind of they're going to be sharing some odds and um, bookie tips from a kind of betting point of view. But that's always going to help with your super brew picks. Um, so look out for that one when we go live. Um, and then there'll be there'll be a few others. There'll be a couple of others. And, we'll, you know, we can make them featured. Um, and so just just search out for them on the uh, on the site. Okay, well, um, you just touched on my next point was if you have any particular tips as far as how you can become a better Super Brew player, is there any sort of, I mean, obviously you've got all the stats behind it. I'm not going to ask you for your secrets here because what you do with that, <laughs> obviously you're entitled to. But just like a basic sort of guide, like if you don't know too much about rugby but you want to be in the mix, is there any sort of like sort of go-to tips you could kind of share with uh, the sort of new players? Uh, number one tip, uh, pick with your head and not your heart. And it's so hard to do. Everyone knows that that's what you need to do, yeah. but it's so hard to do. Um, so you might be the biggest Bulls fan uh, in South Africa, um, and they go, you know, they've got um, they've got uh, a pretty tough draw this year going to play all the uh, New Zealand teams. Um, so you know, when they go away to play against the Hurricanes, you think, oh, they might do it, they might do it, but you want them to do it so badly that you you want to pick them. Um, but go with your head. Pick with your head, um, and and kind of you've got to sort of distance yourself from it emotionally. Um, people get upset if they uh, you know if they if they make a bad pick or if they pick their team to lose. Um, don't worry about that. Kind of separate your emotions uh, from your picks, um, and you'll you'll kind of enjoy it more, and you'll do better, I think. Well, that's um, that's the key because in the past, I know from when I was a, oh, a Slam a Stormers fan. But uh, maybe that's why I actually stopped playing because I would go, okay, the Stormers have to win here. I mean, they have to, and then they'd always let yeah. me down. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So you got to you've got to separate that emotion. Um, but so so when when your team is playing, it it, it can be difficult. Um, but you've got to try and separate it. But then the beauty of it is that you're interested in all the other matches that weekend. Um, so you can watch the Sun Wolves playing and uh, be cheering, you know, cheering on because you've beaten whoever they're playing to beat them by eighty points or whatever. Um, so, um, so yeah. So, what other tips? Um, research is is important. So, what you um, but but also you want to go with your gut. Yeah. Um, so they're 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 slightly incongruous those things. But 
I think what I find is is just have your sort of radar out during the week. So you, you'll see some headlines, you know, you'll see Lambie's injured again, and you might kind of clock that. Um, you might not have time to read the whole article, but you just just log it um, somewhere so that when you come to make your picks, your sort of your gut is informed. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes perfect sense because it's touching on something that I I really like about this is that people need to become more informed. I think they'll definitely enjoy the game more. So if you you have to be conscious of the fact that okay, I need to know what's happening in the Sharks this week. I need to know this, and suddenly you pick out certain things about players. So rather than just watching rugby, you go, "Well, hang on a second. There's that guy Cohen Bosch. I read something about he's going to be the next big thing for the Sharks." And then you tell your friends that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, didn't know that. Where's he from?" And then you get talking, and then you get better at rugby. Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> better at rugby. Yeah, but the, I mean, the, the the beauty of Super though is its simplicity. So you don't want to overcomplicate it. You don't want to think, well, if, if I'm going to play and do well, I have to do all this research and I have to get an, be an expert in rugby. The, the, one of the brilliant things about it is it's a kind of leveler because there is a lot of luck involved. Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, obviously, you know, when you get the picks right, that's skill. Uh, if they go, you know, go the other way, that's just bad luck. But there is a lot of luck involved. Um, so, but that kind of makes it accessible. So we, we obviously do a fantasy game as well. Um, but for that, you need to be a bit more involved and you need to pick players and you need to know who's going to play at lock for the Highlanders for 80 minutes yeah. each week. Um, but Super Brew, you can make your picks in two minutes and it means everyone in the whole office can play um, and get involved. And it kind of, you know, you don't need to be an expert to do well. Well, that's, uh, yeah, exactly. I am going through the, the sort of beta version of your, your site. The new site is very simplistic, as you say, and this is exactly what you want. You want little touch points. Um, and obviously the fantasy is there for guys who do like to actually go through the players. So you're looking for people who are going to perform and you pick certain players. Look, yeah. th- th- that's a whole different kettle of fish we won't, we won't get into in this chat. But while I do have you on the line, James, because like, I'm, like, like I said, I'm pretty sold in this whole Super Rugby thing. And I will, I'll be putting out weekly content just to help you with picks, get an understanding of what to look for through, through the week. But while I got you on the line, um, just throughout the year, what other kind of tournaments should we be looking out for? Uh, you know, people obviously have various interests, and if it does go well with Super Rugby, the next step for a lot of people will be saying, okay, what else can I play? Or what are other things we should look out for for 2017 on Super Brew? Yeah, so um, obviously Super Rugby, it, you know, goes on most of the year these days. Um, but the, the Lions Tour is coming up, which I oh, am very course, excited. Yeah, that, in, in that June gap. So Super Brew obviously yeah. will have a little gap for your Super Rugby, but then you get the opportunity for the internationals. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So we, um, we'll obviously do the uh, incoming tour for the box as well. Um, but I'm very excited about the Lions as a half Englishman, half Irishman. Um, so looking forward to uh, predicting the New Zealand win um, in that series because I can't see it going any other way. Um, but that's a big one for a rugby fan. Um, but we also do the Curry Cup um, and we can try and make the Curry Cup great again. Yeah. Um, and we'll do all the rugby championship and the Springbok games um, over here in the in the November. Just trying to get my seasons right. Um but then my like I'm a golf fan and I think our golf game is brilliant. Um, so it's so simple because you just pick players uh, for each day of the tournament and your score matches their score basically. Um, and you, and it makes the golf so exciting. It's, it's it's sort of designed to mirror how you watch golf. Um, so you've got your favourite players when you're watching the coverage. You can't follow everyone because the coverage flicks between all these different people. But yeah. then Rory comes on. You think, okay, it's Rory. I really want him to make this part. Um, and then it goes to someone else you don't care so much about. So we give you four players. You pick four players um, for your uh, Super Rupix, and then you're following those guys 
and every score, every dropped shot um, is you lose points and every birdie you win points. Um, and it just makes that, you know, gives you that extra excitement. Um, so hopefully you guys get, get involved in the golf as well. Um, tennis is also good. We introduced that um, fairly recently. Um, tennis is good for, you know, sh- short, sharp tournaments for Wimbledon, French Open, that sort of thing. Um, there's always, well, yeah, there's, there's usually a lot of cricket on um, and doing some stuff with Standard Bank. We're going to make some exciting uh, test cricket games nice. um, as well as the, um, the shorter format stuff. Um, what else do I need to talk about? You know, basically any um, any kind of sports, we'll have it covered. Um, so if you're interested in something, if you want to get into something, um, look it up in Super set up a pool and see if you, you know, see if you can follow it. Well, I guess um, I guess it all applies other than Formula One because basically it's well, Mercedes won too. I guess that that isn't one of your biggest sports, is it? Um, well, we. Formula One's tricky because we want it to be big, um, but we also don't want to shout about it too much because we thought Bernie Eccleston might come and hunt us down oh, and, right. uh, of course. and tell us we need to buy licenses and all that sort of stuff. Um, everyone else generally sees the, you know, the, the positive thing about Subaru in terms of you're watching more sport um, and you know giving you engagement in the tournament and the sport. Um, but we thought Bernie probably wouldn't care and he, he might come after us. Um, but F1, uh, we actually are introducing a new format for F1. Um, so we're going to keep the predictor game, which is, yeah, Mercedes 1-2. Um, and then you pick the rest of the top 10. And there's quite a lot of luck involved. Um, but we're going to have a kind of fantasy game as well, but a simple to play one where you pick drivers in different categories and it's going to be about, you know, points for laps gained and, you know, okay, positions cool. gained and laps completed and that sort of thing. So just give it, you know, a bit more, a bit more interest. Very, very nice. Well, James, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I really am because I'm going to try to get as many people involved that I, I have a competitive sort of relationship with anywhere, whether it's on the golf course yeah. or through rugby. <laughs> So yeah, I'm massively yeah. excited for 2017. Um, so yeah, so it's just, it's com. Simple as that. Yeah. And then you guys are on Twitter at just superbrew, huh? Uh, yeah, superbrew, superbrew, Facebook, you know, um, usual, usual sort of channels, but we, we really want people to come back and, and make, cause I, you know, superbrew has sort of reflected the, um, you know, people's feelings about superbrew often tied up with people's feelings about super rugby because it's our yeah. biggest tournament, you know, super, the super in Superbrew came from Super Rugby. It was so we're, we're so tied up in that, um, and Super, you know, people's feelings about Super Rugby um, have meant that people have sort of drifted away from Superbrew sometimes. Mm. Um, so we normally the new people come and you know new people get signed up and replace people who who drop out. But we want this year we want people to come back and play Superbrew and get excited about it again, um, and and give it that edge. You know, they, they, those Friday mornings when you're in the office. And you've got the game on in your, in your corner, trying not, you know, hopefully the boss doesn't see, but then he does see and he comes over and asks what the score is because he's picked, you know. Exactly. Uh, he, he's involved as well. Um, so we want people, to, you know, we want people to come back. Um, so yeah, join the bounce pool. Um, I'm going to win that. Uh, I don't think you're going to beat me, to be honest. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm going to try my damnedest, and um, I, I look forward to. We'll definitely um, touch base with you again throughout the season, because I think yeah. there's some really cool things. Obviously, you know, for listeners as well, if they if they feel they're going to be vying for the yellow cap, why the yellow cap? By the way, before I let you go, um, so I think it, it, it was inspired by the yellow jersey in the Tour de France. Oh, okay, right, gotcha. Um, but and it's become this sort of a iconic thing where. 
and it, it's quite nice giving you know giving people something to shoot for every week. Um, obviously, we, we you know we've got some cash prizes now, but it's still there's still something about winning the yellow cap and getting those bragging rights in your pool. Say I won the yellow cap this week and displaying it on the pool so for everyone to see. You know, and there's something there's something quite special about that feeling when when you uh, when you get it. So just just to uh, clarify, the yellow cap means you're the best player that week, not necessarily you yeah. to be top of the pool every week. No, just the, whoever gets the best score right. in one single round. Um, so over a weekend of Super Rugby, you make the best picks in your pool. They might be terrible picks, but as long as you beat everyone else, um, you, you'll uh, you know you'll win the yellow cap. Some people super some people get upset. If there's a massive upset, so yeah. if you know if the force go and win away against the Hurricanes, no one's going to pick the force to win there. Um, but then they get upset because their Super Brew's all rubbish now. And but it's not because everyone's got it wrong. Everyone's yeah. got it wrong. So it doesn't matter. The key games are where it's fifty-fifty. So where um, when I've gone Lions and you've gone Sharks, um, that's where the key game is, and you need to be on the right side of those to do well. Um, so don't worry about the massive upsets. Um, yeah, that's that's part of it. All right. Well, I've I've got some strategies in mind because as I've been listening to you, I've been thinking about a couple of things. So, on the back of this interview, I am ready for the game now. I, I'm I'm ready for kickoff. Um, I've 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 hardened to such a degree that I don't care if the Stormers are going to win or lose anymore. I just want to see good rugby. So I've lost the emotion. I think I'm actually I'm so ready for this, James. Uh, okay, so you're going to, I mean, are you sharing your strategies or are you no, keeping them under right? No, of course not. Because I sense the tone of your voice. <laughs> you, you're not messing around, so you know what, me either. Cool. Well, Matt, um, game on. Uh, again, if you've got any other questions or whatever, at, at Superbrew on, t- on Twitter, just, um, yeah, just yeah. drop a little thing. So you, if there's anything you're totally unclear of still, but yeah, sign up, go to superbrew.com, sign up, join all the different pools. And like James was saying, it's quite simple. There's cash prizes on the go here. There's great prizes in all these different pools. And um, if you want to be in a pool, people have to be incentivized. So there's loads of prizes going around. And all you need to do is just make a simple pick. It's not going to take too much of you, and you'll end up enjoying the game as a result. James, thanks so much for your time. We look forward to chatting to you again. Uh, we'll definitely chat to you before the June break, or maybe just you know get a cool. get a refresher. Um, but yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. Cool, James. Thanks so much for your time. That is it for the Bounce Show this week. Uh, next week will be even closer to Super Rugby, but as I was saying, we are going to be giving you weekly sort of um, catch-ups, some tips for what to go for. And if you've got any strategies or if you want to get involved, as always, just email me, ben at thebounce.co.za or just during the show. Um, didn't get a chance to look at the messages today. I do apologize. But uh, at Follow the Bounce on Twitter. Simple as that. Super Rugby is back. It's time to get excited about rugby again. I know it's maybe not everyone knows the tournament's got flaws, but let's forget about that. Let's just make sport fun again. That's what we're here for. Sport is one of those things meant to be an escape from your day to day horribleness of day to day life. And that's it. That's me waffling to an end. That is the bounce show for this week. Catch everything on the bounce.co.za. All the clips, the podcast, the whole deal. Thanks, James. Thanks, everyone else. Catch you next week. Cliffcentral.com.